from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Back to the revolution. That was French for revolution. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing French. Yeah, a little early. No tournaments in France right now. He's a Spanish accent. Yeah, Barcelona. That's in southern France, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way southern on the other side of the Pyrenees. France, the continent. Pyrenees, huh? <laughs> Come on now. Why are we talking about dogs? You're an idiot. <laughs> Thank goodness you know so much about tennis podcasting. That's right. Um, I will. I'm going to have to sell you out. To the fans again? Yep. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I sell you out that much. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the revolution, everybody. Uh, and I said, when I say everybody, I mean everybody. We're growing, man. We're growing. The millions and the millions. No, definitely not. No, oh. but growing nonetheless. Well, I mean, theoretically, it could be millions, right? Like one person downloads it, plays it in a room of a hundred. Yeah, you know what? They probably have listening parties, right? For the pod. So we're getting, that's good. We're getting screwed on that because that's just one download, but it could be 100 people. Yeah, call in if you have listening parties <laughs> for the Tennis Revolution <laughs> podcast. We'd like to know. If you if you call in with that, I may have a, a psychiatrist for you. <laughs> yeah, one person listening parties. Yes. Oh, my God. We're not controversial enough for that, I don't think. No. Are we? Uh, yeah, we're not. We don't have the Walking Dead like following where you have to have a party and like the post-discussion show after. Like, remember when he said this? You don't think people are, I, I, put it this way, I, I bet you more people than you think that listen to the pod dress up as tennis players <laughs> while they're listening to the pod. Yeah, but not for the reason they're listening. Oh, because they listen it's because the they're tennis players. Shit. Yeah. I thought I had something there. That was good. <laughs> I thought I had something. Holy hell. So take a picture of yourself in tennis clothes Absolutely listening not. to the podcast and send it in. Well, Pl- you can please. be the first Instagram photo we have. No, I told you that's going to ruin my rap. <laughs> we'll do Twitter. Right. So, all right. So, if you, oh my God, I wish I knew how this works. We're so interactive. If you know how to send us something on Twitter, I think everyone does except us. Then we'll send it back out on Twitter, maybe. Because because well, if, if you yeah, send it to me, post it right. But can't you? If you follow us, I think you can just send something to us privately. Everybody out there dressed as a tennis player or not is so pissed off right now that we're so fucking, oh my God, it's been a long weekend. I'm sorry. Now, to be fair, that's how I normally talk. I do not, you know. That'll be our first language in the one year of the We're not going to edit. Hey, we're honest here. Yeah. I didn't mean to say it, but I said it. I've never heard that word before. I don't even know what what, uh, that means. What it means. Anyway, back to selling me out now that you put the heat back on you. Oh, my God, I forgot. Oh, yeah, you mentioned you haven't watched a lick of tennis. Um, no, and I have watched more than I said, but I, oh, didn't, okay. I didn't watch as much as you're, I would like. You're just just like you do in your uh, league matches, you sandbag. Hi-ya, <laughs> got him. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, well, w- when I say we're not controversial, I think we are controversial. I think we're a sexist podcast. We're anti-men. Yeah, we're the only people saying that the men's tour sucks. Sucks. <laughs> and again... Which the, I don't think that's controversial, by the way. The guy that beat everyone else on one half of the draw, <laughs> the best player, it, the best player on one half of the draw, four top ten players, got the living hell kicked out of him by the winner of the other side of the draw. And so you could say that he's well, the greatest he was, ever. It's well, over. It's well, over. You could say that he was exhausted from winning all those matches. But did you see the scores of those matches? Were like two oh and my one, God. three and two. He was. He's. He should have been fresh. The ATP Tour, I hope they are panicking because their product is garbage. Well, they they won't be panicking because he's really young and did really well. But, yeah, for the overall next couple of years, they should be for sure. They have to be spinning the shit out of this like a damn tilt-a-whirl. It's got to be spinning. I mean, why do you need to – it's sort of like I, I always feel like I'm referencing NBA Finals when it's in the playoffs, but why do I need to watch any – any games or any matches that don't involve Nadal. That's a great, on clay, right? Yeah. That's a great analogy. The NBA, you know, analogy. Nobody watches the regular season. Yeah. It's good. Well, and you don't it, need to watch around one of the playoffs, even. I don't know. That, I don't know if that's true. Well, this every, year. every matchup. For but. the most part, 
Well, well yeah, yeah, that for sure. But for the for the most part, for the last five years, that's been the case, right? Um, but yeah, it it's been it's been. I mean, so we're talking about Barcelona, obviously, and uh, this it just pisses me off even more when I have to watch that dumb TV and watch those dumb matches in that jackass. I'm sorry, uh, he's not a jackass. We're offering it all I, I, in his own stadium. That you blew. The, you stepped right all over that. Yeah, that's what our priest preached. But I watch prep. his. I, I see his name on the score line on the bottom, and then I see oh, he's on his own damn court. God, that pisses me off. One of my friends asked me, was that the first time a player has ever played in his own stadium in an ATP match? That is a you, – you listen, you're not bright, but <laughs> damn it, you you come up with some well, gems from time to I'll time. I'll credit my friend Spencer. He said he wanted a shout-out if I use this question. Ooh, nice. But I've never heard of that. Spencer, call in. <laughs> I've never heard of a – there aren't that many players that have their own stadium named after him, for one thing. Well, I think didn't Rafa and Fed play each other on a court named after each other when they played on that half grass, <laughs> oh, half God. clay court? That was the dumbest thing ever. Well, there heard. has to be. You would think Federer's got to have a stadium in Switzerland somewhere. I mean, who else is it named after? It's not named for him. I they, guess, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. They're going to change the Labor Cup to his name. So they'll yeah. have a whole tournament named after him. Right. I mean, it's got to be. But you just normally don't name stuff after people while they're still playing. Right. <laughs> well, again, I I can't. You can't fault him for Rafa. You can't fault Rafa for dominating. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's playing shit. He's playing a bunch of tomato cans, and he's knocking them all out in the first round. Yeah. I mean, I again, Twitter. I spend too much of my life on Twitter and literally have no idea how to use it. So I don't even know how I spend time on it. But I, I see a tweet every now and again. I can't remember who sends it out, but it basically has just set scores for Rafa the last however many, 58? Yeah. I don't know. What is it, literally? How many sets in a row he's won? It's in the 50s, I think. And they just add to it after every match, <laughs> like 6'4", 6'0", 6'2", 6'1", just rows and rows on Twitter of uh, set scores. And none of them are 4'6". They're all <laughs> – he hasn't dropped one. Or even 7'6". Yeah, 6'4". There was one seven five, I think, and well, the rest and are 6 When six your closest o's. match is against a player that nobody has heard of in the tournament, that's not a good sign for the tournament. I mean, he beat a fellow Spaniard that was like six four six four, and it was a guy I never heard of. I saw the last game of it, and I was like, wow, this is a good match. And then he won the last game at Love, and it was six four six four, and I'm like, that's the best match of that guy's life. I feel like we do this too much, but every time I watch a tournament, I can't get away from it. I can't get away from it. I feel like I'm just bitching and griping, but it's this every week. Yeah. It's this shit. Well, and he's back next week. It's going to be the same. <laughs> he kind of did run out of steam a little bit last year. He was dominant last year too, but not this dominant. But I know by the time he got to Madrid, he was he lost a little bit of steam, and he lost in the quarters or semis. And then he came back and killed the French. Anyway. Yeah, that was the whole last the last time he whatever whatever whatever. But yeah, all you know the last time he lost a something somewhere was what you're ta- the match you're talking. But it's like about. you said, you we, I want to be impressed by that streak. <laughs> But then I watch the matches and I'm like, I'm more unimpressed with the op- opponent than I am impressed with him. All right, I'll do this. All right, I'll do. First of all, Djokovic, I still don't blame him for not being good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, yeah. he's still working his way back and lost first round. I can't gamble, but I would put a lot of money on it if I wasn't an NCAA coach that he'll never return to his peak form. I I'll would, even I would too. I will even bet that he'll never return to a top three form in the world, including the shitty players we have in the top five. But that's only because of his inconsistency. Hmm. That's going to come from his just his, his less than peak physical right condition. And I don't mean he's out of shape. I just mean every little tiny thing, you know, that he's got wrong with him or whatever. Yeah, the only thing I wonder about is just who's left on the tour in three years, and maybe he can still be hanging around in that top five area, but I definitely don't see him winning a slam again. Right. Um, but, you know. Yeah, and he didn't lose in the first round, just his first round. <laughs> so, yay. So, like, so he did not get any points for that, right? Nisha Corey also. I, yeah, I don't know. It's so I would hope not. I mean, I don't, you shouldn't. Yeah, Nisha Corey, after having such a great week last week, kind of flamed out early. And by the way, where has Del Potro and Isner been? They had amazing summer hard, or spring hardcourt seasons, and they've I've not even seen them once on clay. All I can do is refer to your genius. 
And I don't say that completely sarcastically because <laughs> you always said that nobody ever comes out of the, the mini hardcourt swing, the sun, sunshine swing, with any momentum. It means nothing. No, th- nobody that was doing well on those tournaments has been even televised. And the, Dimitrov is maybe the closest. Uh, but yep. he, did, he wasn't great in any wells in Miami either, though. And he's not great now. No. <laughs> um, so and, he kept his momentum. <laughs> and I hesitate to add this because Twitter pisses me off, but uh, – we're talking about the men's right now, and so we're only referring to men's players as we are speaking about the men's tour, which is what the <laughs> ATP tour is in the Barcelona tournament. <laughs> I think BG Tennis Nation is getting sick of that bullshit too, because he said something about some Greek player doing the first time every. You know, they. I think it was a uh, a Greek player eating baklava and winning <laughs> a third set while drinking ouzo. Um, and he said, "Oh no, it, this woman did that in the '80s." Yeah. I think so-and-so would beg to differ. Well, no, she didn't play on the ATP Tour. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that's what he said, and he had a little rolling eyes, smiley face thingamajig. What do you call those things? Emojis. Yeah, well, it's it. like, it'd be like if I said, you know, the Cavaliers were the first team ever to win 15 games in a row, and somebody said, well, no, my rec team out of, you know, Hartford, Connecticut. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's not exactly how it would be because <laughs> the WTA, as we have no, said on numerous occasions, is a far <laughs> superior product. But it, it is taking your comment about a particular league and, and saying no. The, you know, the, I don't, I'm trying to think of a WNBA <laughs> team. I cannot. Well, no, I'm just saying first player, you know, recreational player is a player. That's well, true, but they're not a professional player. Yeah. At least. Yeah, you but you, you hate, have to have all these qualifiers. Yeah, you're trying to spread hate, and I appreciate it. But <laughs> but it's when you are referring to a men's tournament because a woman didn't do that on the ATP tour. A woman did that on the WTA tour. Right. Um, he's not talking about a man doing it on the WTA tour. He's talking about whatever they want to conflate tennis, right, and put it together. But it's two different sports. It's two different leagues, and they only overlap because of logistics of, of certain tournaments, mainly the, the big, you know, the, the right. grand slams. What's well, like you said, does he need to play the first, does he need to say the first male human, you know, tennis player in the you know, professional sport do that? I mean, it, he doesn't, it's Twitter. It's supposed to be short. You can't <laughs> win is the point. Yeah. He shouldn't say anything. He, <laughs> he should just go ahead and reply and the rolling eyes, smiley face emoji. Like you're a dumb, dumb, yeah. let it go. Let it go. Well, because not only that, I mean, women, if you talked about, early age of success, the women are going to have all the records in that probably because they all go on the tour earlier. Right. Oh. So it's not even, that's not even comparable. And again, that's coming from two sexist uh, podcasters who care more <laughs> about women's tennis right now than men's. But to be fair, do you, would you rather have the men's tour at the level of the women's and, and like, in other words, flip it, like have, you know, I mean, it's, it's, this sounds really silly to say, but have Wozniacki and Serena dominating and that's it, like having the big three, Hollip, Wozniak, and Williams. Now you're stepping over my Corey's corner for later. Shit. Hey. <laughs> I did, that's twice. We've had two. <laughs> we've had one Corey's corner, and I already stepped on it, and I did it again. So we, much show prep we do here. God, we should really work together a little bit. We live in the same town. <laughs> we both have cell phones. <laughs> I've mean, never, literally, ever, and... I use literally in the literal sense of the word literally. The actual way you're supposed to use it. Have, you have never answered the phone when I've called. <laughs> so my phone has a, fu- uh, a feature where it can't accept phone calls. It's, it really shouldn't be called a phone. It's a text machine. Yeah. You do not too bad on returning texts. I'm pretty good with texting, yeah. And then when I say, Fucking you idiot! <laughs> then you'll dial back. I'm right. like, I'm, I'm hanging one hand off a cliff, and I saw you drive by. If you just turn around and save me. <laughs> the kidnapper said, if you uh, answer the phone, he'll he'll rescue me, or he'll let me go, and, and I, now I'm dead. Oh, you my God. <laughs> but anyway, so, all right. So, first of all, I just interjected that tweet that BG Nation that bothered him because it bothered me. Um, and doesn't he mostly do men's tennis? Does He, he commentates on some women's, but not a lot. To be honest, I don't know what he does outside of the Grand Slams because I don't ever see him on. Right. So, I mean, in the Grand Slams, he's doing obviously both, but yeah. I don't know that he – I mean, he'll probably do some of the bigger you know, ESPN masters. We need to get him on the show. You think he'd come on? If he was in Dallas working with somebody or you think he'd he come on? He was in Dallas a couple of years ago for the Challenger. The hell was he doing here for that? 
he was just watching a couple of players. I think it was Taylor Fritz and huh. was playing somebody, and he and Patrick McEnroe they're watching. Well, I'll be damned. Hmm. That was that was pre podcast days. Yeah, right. The dark ages, if you will. <laughs> um, all right. So wrap a ball in Barcelona. Everybody sucks. Nadal's going to dominate Clay, and he's going to be number one coming out of Clay. Yeah. Did he lose more games this week or last week? I think he lost more this week. Did he lose any? <laughs> oh. Well, he lost sixteen games last week in an entire Masters one thousand tournament. It's a high level. That it's had a to high be, level. That had to be a record. And then this week, I, I know he lost eight in no, one match. No, Betsy Johnson did it <laughs> in 1974. The draw size was four, and she lost... Uh, in a league, uh, yeah. She lost 15 games. Holy shit. <laughs> it sucked. It absolutely sucked. The whole tournament sucked. And I tried to watch it, but I was I was either bored or furious. So I'm literally going... This is, this is what's coming out of my mouth as I'm sitting there watching... The Barcelona tournament, watching Nadal murder everybody, and I'm either like <sighs> just sighing or oh, I hate Dennis, <laughs> and that that was the two emotions. That was it. What did you see his match with uh, Goffin? So Goffin is like a top five level player. Yep, and he I was did. up two zero, <laughs> and I thought, oh man, this come on rain, come on rain, come on rain. <laughs> Maybe they'll suspend this, and whoever's ahead gets to win. It's like baseball. If you at least get to the fifth inning or right. something, they call it a game. And he won three out of the last 15 games. Uh, he lost three, six, three, six, oh. I'm telling you, it's a he lost one. He won one of the last 15 games. It's a fact. They're soft. These kid, the the these players are soft. They they physically have the ability. They can run faster than Nadal. They can jump higher. You don't do a lot of jumping in tennis, <laughs> but that explosiveness does. It doesn't matter what it – it matters. Um, you know, that they have just as much power, maybe not as much spin. Right. Um, you know, all those things. I mean, their biceps aren't as big, let's be honest. Dear P. Um, <laughs> and and uh, all those other physical attributes that go along with it, and guess what? They still can't even come close to beating them, and it's for one reason and one reason only. They're soft. Well, and let me do what ESPN always does, but since you're our resident coach, I'm going to ask you. So pick any player you want on the tour, and with that player, give him give me three keys that, that player would need to do to beat Nadal. All so right. you can literally have any player you want. Well, let, let's start with pick any, pick any player you want if if you got somebody playing a match for you for to, to win me a million dollars playing <laughs> against Nadal on clay. Right. Who would I pick? Yeah. Let me start there. All right. I would pick somebody like, you know, I would pick somebody like Benoit Pair. Okay. Now your eyes you're went the only, up. And you're you the only person been, in the world. No, <laughs> let me tell you why. First of all, come on, he's dead sexy. Come on now, he speaks French, so and that's I, hot. I just have the person I'm going to pick too, which is a similar ranking. Well, go ahead and tell me what, before I tell you why. Tell me who you you got. I'll take Fonini. Ooh, it might be for the same reason. All right, let me tell you why. Because the boy's crazy. He's, I don't know what crazy is in French. Crazy. Um, that's not. That's not it. I sound like Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. No, no, because he's crazy. He just doesn't give a shit. He can actually go into a shell like every other player. Yeah. But he's so crazy, he can go the other way, and he could just dominate him out of nowhere. Well, and I actually watched one of his matches this tournament, and they were James Blake was even talking about that. He goes. Sometimes you won't recognize this player with some of the shots he hits either direction. Like you yeah. said, he can hit, he can play a game, and you'll be like, "How is this guy not, you know, top he's, five in the world?" Yeah, he's French, and he was top twenty-five at one time. I don't know what his career high ranking is, but he's a supremely talented guy, no doubt about it. And you know what? I coached a guy from France who used to play with that guy in juniors, but that's not why I picked him. I picked <laughs> him because he's French and he's crazy, and everybody else is a hundred percent soft. He's only 50% soft because he has no control over his emotions. <laughs> so one day, for the right day, he's a maniac. And he's yeah. just going to hit winners and be all over the place and, and be hitting amazing drop shots and coming in behind it and doing backflips. And, God, you know, I hope Nadal has play, plays pair at some point in this play court season. And see what it looks like, see if I'm right, <laughs> see if I'm winning a million dollars. You think Nadal will give me a million dollars? Or Benoit Pair will give me a million I for picking you, him. You could bet you could bet 100 and win a million on, if you bet on Pair and win that match. I can't gamble. I'm an NCAA coach, but if you place that bet for me, nobody would know. Oh, except 
the millions yeah. that are having listening but, parties. Okay, so you picked your player. Now, what are the three? So you only get well, three. All right, so you, you picked your player. Now, tell me why before I start oh. telling you what. Well, he has a – he's won multiple times against Nadal and Clay. So that's first off. Okay. And I kind of, yeah, similar reason, like you said, he's crazy. He doesn't – he can just hit flashy winners out of nowhere. He gives zero shits. And you're going to have no rhythm playing against him, which Nadal right. is a rhythm player. Like, he wants to rally and hit. Rhythm of the night. <laughs> that's your turn to sing this week. Um, but so, I mean, I think he has the potential. I don't ever understand how he beats Nadal, but it's like they're playing every time, and it's deep in the third set, and Nadal right. and here close. So he just has – that track record of being able to beat him. And I think Nadal doesn't like him, which like, I think makes personally? him play, Yeah, which I think makes him play worse against Same him. mean girls, man. Who cares? <laughs> well, I just think he has a different other things he's thinking about when they play instead uh-huh. of the strategy. It, it, it maybe finally adds a level of pressure that has nothing to do with tennis. Right. Because it's a little, maybe it's a little personal. Yeah, and, and there'll be other things we don't know about off the court. Or, well, or let whatever. me tell you, making a match personal is tough. Yeah. That adds a level of pressure that has nothing to do with your ability and uh, and can add another dynamic to that match. So, hey, I, I like that. Yeah. None of these have anything to do with somebody being able to actually. <laughs> All right, so now what does somebody need to do to beat Nadal? Hmm. Well, it was interesting. Neither of us picked a big server either because you would think that that would be one key is getting three points off the serve. Well, but well, neither of us picked – Del Potro was, was interesting because we keep putting him in the quote-unquote, you know, the fifth of the big four. I know there's not five in four, <laughs> but you know what I mean. He's like kind of that, you know, like the fifth slam kind of thing. It's like he's not really one of them, but he can do some damage, and neither of us picked him, um, and assuming he's healthy, obviously. Um, so what do you have to do? I think, you number one, you have to keep the ball deep. For the love of God, keep the ball deep. Because he can – if you watch those matches, who's moving back and forth side to side? Is it Nadal? Not a lot. Right. You know, you could draw, you could go out there on the clay and draw two lines parallel with the sideline, the single sideline, basically dividing in the court, dividing the tennis court long ways into thirds, like right. from the net to the baseline. Yeah. So you got the middle third, and that's where Nadal's feet are, you know, mostly staying. Right. And the other dude's all over the place because they hit the ball in the service line, and now he's got them, you know, way outside the court and yeah. moving up into the court trying to, you know, hit deal with those angles. And there's so much open court for him to deal with, and they just hit right into that. And, and he, he has to deal with nothing. Right. All right, I've got info alert here. Oh, Lord. Bonini, not as good as I thought. He has beaten him three out of 13 times. <laughs> okay. But – Two of his wins were on clay. Ooh. Six four seven six Barcelona twenty fifteen. And seven five in the third, Rio twenty fifteen. So same year. When he was hurt. <laughs> probably why. That's probably it. And then the Dolls beat him the last four times they played. And one of those was on clay. But what he beat him at the French, seven six, six four, six four. Which was still, you know, Close. competitive. Close. A lot better than what we're seeing now. Right. Um, so depth. So I think that's number one. Because on clay you're going to get into rallies. You're not going to hit a lot of aces, and you're not going to get aced a lot. Um, so you're going to get into a lot of rallies, which means you know we have to take away, you know, getting your ass kicked. You know, just him beating the ball and moving you around <laughs> at will, and that's really what happened. You watch these guys, and they're just all over the court. They're in zero control of anything, and so if you keep it deep, at least you you may not make them defensive. But you at least make them neutral, which is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. I mean, it's almost like you're sitting in a chair and some big guy just comes over and starts hitting you. I mean, at least stand up. Hey, you know, get, get you know, don't just sit there in the chair and just get wailed on. Stand <laughs> up. Make a miss. Do something. So you're going to make him watch Rocky before they play. No, I'm going to have him punch Nadal while he's sitting <laughs> in a chair. And then run like a little schoolgirl because his arms are huge. I didn't say it had to be tennis strategy when I gave you the Nice. <laughs> Yeah. So, do you want me to uh, inject him with drugs? Do you want me to crush your dreams <laughs> on how bad um, <laughs> the crazy one is? So, Nadal and Pair have played three times. Oh, and three. Oh, and three, and oh, and seven in sets. <laughs> and they played at the French last year, <laughs> and uh, it was one four and one. <laughs> but 
you did admit that he can be well the other two were in 2013 so that was long ago but right you did admit he can be very hot or very cold so he was obviously cold that day he didn't have power of the beard because <laughs> he's got this long beard now it's uh well, and he didn't have your three strategies right well i've only given you one right so keep him deep uh um, and, and besides that it theoretically is going to make it harder for him to hit a winner the farther back he is agreed the other thing is you have to sneak in enough times to make a difference, but not too much to where he can, you know, zone in and target in on you because guess what? He can hit some amazing passing shots. And that was um, what was so painful about that Kevin Anderson US Open final. He right. did not come to the net at all at the right times. When he did come in, he looked horrible, but he had so many opportunities to come in where he didn't. Right. And it's like you're not going to win from the baseline anyway. Well, you're going to – so that's the other thing is in a combination, attack his backhand high – and then come in at that point, but also sneak in. I mean, listen, you've got a lot of time, which, which, you know, in some cases can be bad for the guy hitting the passing shot. You know, I mean, good for, I mean, it should be, what I'm saying is good for Nadal hitting a passing shot because the the ball sits up and what have you. But if he's a little bit on the run. I actually haven't seen anybody try to approach him high. I would like to see that. If it's a little, and it's, you know, and it's deep, you've got a little more time, you know, and he's, backing up not good footing or whatever he's a little bit on the run well, and he can't generate that much top spin too if it's the ball shoulder height or higher i would think right so it'd be harder to pass but he can if it's short right because he's strong enough in his upper body to really get through the ball no matter where it is but if it's deep if it's deep you know then then it's it that, that, that changes everything depth kills that's the you know speed thrills depth kills that's <laughs> one of those old timey Tennis sayings. You can hit as hard as you want, but if it's short, nobody gives a shit. Well, the problem is with the top spin that he hits, how do you get in on that? I guess you do it off the serve or you do Well, it if you're the- serving, hopefully you're making first serves. Right. Which is one of those obvious things. Yeah. Um, so if you're hitting first serves, at least again, it's not necessarily about making him defensive on clay. That's hard to do, but it's making him neutral. Well, he is not many commentators have said this, he is not an amazing returner. Right. He he doesn't win the point of the return. He wins the point. On second serves, he's in control right. a lot of times. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, he's not one of those like Djokovic where he's just going to get a clean winner on a return. Right. He's going right. to set up the point right. off the return, meaning that, that you have an opportunity off the first ball a lot of times. So what you're saying is I need to coach somebody on the <laughs> tour immediately. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you coach somebody to beat Nadal and Clay, you would be in very high demand uh, on the tour. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, what are your three keys for Fognini? <laughs> don't berate or physically abuse any women before the match. Okay? That's number one. Don't pull your pants down during the match. He never did that, but strikes me as a guy who would. And yeah. what else? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. No drinking? For what he should do that, that I absolutely hate when players do this, but he needs to do everything to disrupt Nadal's rhythm, like like the Rosal when he kicked over his water bottles, <laughs> you know, bump into him on the change. I'm, I'm totally serious. Bump into him on the changeovers. You know, wait till he's about to toss the ball and hold your hand up. This should be the co- the Corey's corner because you you had all <laughs> you had that question locked and loaded just so you could say somebody needs a mess with his his uh, his his head yeah. playing him. Oh, Corey's corner is going to be even better. But no, you. I mean, I think it's all about disrupting his his craziness. You know, I mean, I would I would walk up and toss the ball and hit it, not even not even balance it, not do anything. I mean, I would just do all this crazy quick stuff. Quick serve, old yeah. school, old Un- school. I like it. Underhand, underhanded, you know. <laughs> maybe you dirty bastard. I would, I would, if he hit a shot that was close on clay and the umpire's walking, I'm rubbing that out. He's not even going to see it. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, just doing anything. Ruin, which is why you need Bonini on that right. wall. You exactly. want him on that wall because he's the only guy that's an asshole enough to do it. Yeah, and I would have him go. That's so great. that's one. I would have him go first serve every serve. So okay. big serve no matter what. Dropping bombs nonstop. Because at least then you get Nadal has to stay back. Like you said, he can't be inside. Yeah, the court. if you're losing, if Nadal's winning every single set with at least two breaks, yeah. then who gives a shit? Right. Yeah, you're right. And you're not getting in rallies. The rallies are shorter right. or, or less often. Yep. And then, you know, kind of like you said, I think it's just about. Variety. We I get so tired of watching topspin based on rally because you're just not going to win that. Right. So it's got to be slice. It's got to be drop shot. It's got to be you know lobs approach. It's just it's just a variety game. Yeah. Well, the slice. The interesting thing about that on the clay, I think that uh, you know, it it has m- 
could have more of a tendency to do a little bit tricky stuff on the bounce because well, the clay's not even, right? And etc. It's not gonna be even on my. <laughs> do what? I started laughing. I couldn't even get through what I was gonna say. I said it's not gonna be even on my side because I'm gonna be scuffing it up with my racket and <laughs> digging my shoes in. <laughs> I'm gonna make the surface as poor oh, as possible. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, uh, you're going to go hide the sweeper in between sets of the guy who sweeps the courts oh, can't do that? Yeah. <laughs> like making little mounds in the middle of the court. <laughs> but I'm glad we make ourselves laugh if no one else. But wouldn't wouldn't that match be exciting to watch? Well, I, I got news the outcome. Listen, I got news for you, okay? <laughs> as ridiculous as it seems like this seems, <laughs> it's not as ridiculous as these... I was going to say the F word again. <laughs> it's not as ridiculous as these scores... <laughs> in these clay court tournaments, yeah, I'm not kidding. It's ridiculous. Um, this is what it could, this this is a legitimate strategy session. I'm crying. Dig for, holes in the court. I'm, I'm crying for all the players. Spit on Nadal's water bottles so he'll be grossed out. I think yeah. he's a germaphobe. Just walk by, pick up his water, take a drink, set it back down. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> so wait a minute. How did neither of us pick Jack Sock to be? Oh, shit. <laughs> he's too nice of a guy. You know how I know he's nice? He hasn't punched me in my face yet. <laughs> uh, oh, Jack Sock, we love you. But I'm sorry, that's a better segment than the ESPN. Well, why don't you try, you know, serving them all in? Well, that, you know, that really works well. You've got to, it's got to be a little more, it's got to be <sighs> psychological and strategical, I think. Mm. And and Fonini, well, you know what? I'll tell you why it does. Because I just told you they're all soft, right? So this would show some balls. Yeah. No, I'm not going to play by your rules. I'm not going to let you walk out second. We'll sit in the locker room for an hour. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm. I'm not moving. Yeah, I'm I mean, not moving. Right. I'm not moving. <laughs> just keep. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> well, and double default. Hey, that's better than what I probably would have done. <laughs> leave it. Leave us both in the locker room. <laughs> At least you won't win this damn tournament, <laughs> you piece of shit. I mean, it's just. I am not a fan of games with shit, believe it or not, based on that last segment. <laughs> but that's all we've got. But when you've got someone that is that quirky about the most random stuff. Now, can you do that to Fed on grass? Or does he just not? Is he too cool? He doesn't care. Um, You start drinking out of his water bottle. Hey, hey can I get you some Gatorade? He'll <laughs> you know, he doesn't care. Well, remember when Djokovic played Monfi and Monfi like, was out there, didn't look how he cared. And that totally messed Djokovic up. Right. I think those guys expect like a certain level of just you know courtesy right and i think when you don't give it to them right i mean the problem is that some of those guys play better when they're angry <laughs> and i thought like a Feder, lot of people Feder do. could just drop you know sir aces a lot of people do yeah yeah, yeah. well i think uh, first of all i think it was hilarious uh, <laughs> i laughed a lot uh that was my best laugh since our original jack sock yeah. um <laughs> segment uh. um but i do think uh to try to do that makes you an asshole but I do see your point that I do think it would have some positive effect in terms of your chances of, of increasing your chances, I should say, of beating them. Well, and let me put it this way. I, as a player, I have had opportunities to do things like that to win, and I didn't want to win that badly. <laughs> but is your arm okay for patting yourself on the back? <laughs> you good? But I don't – I think most pros feel the same way, but I think, like you said, Fonini is the one that he, he would totally – be up to do any of that and here's the other side of that guess what it would help ratings which they need oh absolutely i don't know if they need it or not but it seems like they do because their product sucks now the question is would any of that stuff be punishable Ooh, yeah maybe yeah i mean yeah. i mean i would think but if you win a round against nadal you make more money than the fine would right. be so what's true hell? but i mean nothing i said was the only thing i said that was questionable was the messing with his water and stuff i mean but if you accidentally kick it over <laughs> i kicked over somebody's Every changeover uh, listen it was hot out there this weekend in our conference <laughs> tournament and i actually kicked over a cup of gatorade but it wasn't near a bench coaching strategy it was in between where the two you know you got fences right. between the two courts and it was near the edge of one of the the you know the fence posts right going through that little gateway yeah and there's no gate but it's just a walkway and i kicked it over i mean i got big feet what do you want from me and i'm not looking down to look for people's Right stuff, and Not it could have been bench. it could have been my player. I don't know whose player was, whatever. But yeah. I'd do it again. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. It was totally on an accident. Um, well, listen, I think we have solved the riddle of men's tennis. <laughs> we need some assholes out here to start playing some games and messing around. So I we need a, we need to bet the next two times, the next time he plays pair, the next time he plays Fonini, who gets more games. <laughs> 
I like how we don't have confidence either of them are going to win. Mm. We still say more games. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, that's men's tennis, and we hate it. But let's uh, let's talk about some women's tennis when we come back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. We hurried back, I must say. We hurried back. It didn't sound like it was faster than normal, but it was. <laughs> the lady in the middle was talking even faster because she wanted to hear about some women's tennis. She's remarkably consistent. She is. You really can't tell the difference um, between performances. But uh, anywho, women's tennis. Again, we are sexist, and if we are, it's anti-men. <laughs> I'm serious. I hate men's tennis. And you look at it night and day, night and day, that final uh, in Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Um, and you win, you win a Porsche if you win that tournament. I know. That's so crazy. And that sounds so impressive. Don't they make enough money? I know. That's what I mean. It sounds so impressive, but it's like. I don't live in Germany. I live in Australia. How the hell am I getting my Porsche home? <laughs> yeah, they're going to spend more money transporting the Porsche than they Holy won. crap. Yeah, I've always thought that was pretty silly. Like, they do that in those golf tournaments if you make a hole-in-one right. sometimes. But those, some of those guys may not be in the running, so they, they need that. I wonder if they could give it away. But. I would give it away if I was number one. No, I wouldn't. I'm greedy. <laughs> I, would li- I would find a, a long-term parking garage and park it in that town, in Stuttgart, and just only drive it when I'm in Stuttgart. <laughs> well, and is it like the price is right where you win, and then you still got to pay all the taxes <laughs> on all the stuff? <laughs> right, exactly. And, the, and I'm sure European and German taxes are extremely high. Like people go in bankruptcy when they win a car, and, and uh, the price is right. You know what? That happened on with Oprah, but you know what she did? She covered that, too. She sure did. She didn't realize it at first, but she got a lot of pushback. That's why she's amazing. Well, gee, you know what they could have done is not taking the free car. <laughs> exactly. it, wasn't, it wasn't required to take the car. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, different topic. Holy hell. Um, all right. So, Stuttgart, in the final, we had um, our very own American hero, not the, not in the semis. Uh, Coco Vandeweghe. And how is she not up to top five? She's had an incredible six months. And Karolina Pliskova. Yeah, I just can't can't get into watching her that much. I'm going to tell you, it was, a, it was a quality match, I thought. I thought it was a quality match. Well, they both play kind of similarly. Well, they were both serving well, which yeah. is fun. Um, I mean, not, not like 90s men's style where it's just ace, 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 right. ace, 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 service winner, ace. It was... Um, an ace mixed in when you're down break point. That's exciting. Yeah. That that adds a level of okay. So I know breaks are a little more common on the women's side, but now you've got these two women who can drop some bombs and hit their spots. You know, so you're watching Clay kind of you know wipe away on a line. You're like, oh, that was in ace. Well, let me ask you this: Why is it women are able to hit aces on Clay, but men can't hit aces on Clay? I don't know. Won't you ask them? <laughs> like, I feel like there's very few aces on clay in men's. I would have no earthly idea on that stat. I but, have no clue. But it seems like the women's stats stay pretty similar regardless of the surface. Hmm. But that that was also American now, clay, right? I don't know. Oh, no, Stuttgart. That's, yeah. yeah, same. But uh, it I just seems like it's not I don't know if much I, of a factor. I don't know if I believe you on that stat. <laughs> so Most I, people don't believe any stats. I'll, I'll have to start there. <laughs> But it could be, and I don't have any clue why it would be. Zero clue. Well, I, I mean, I guess part of it could be the spin, right? If the guys are hitting, you know, spin serves, they're going to bounce differently than clay, whereas the women hit relative, hit flatter than guys. They definitely hit flatter than men. Right. So maybe that has something to do with that. I don't know. No, I don't either. Who cares? We'll look it up. I'll look it up. Look it up. Do some research. Get out your slide rule. <laughs> um, yeah, so the final was dramatically more impressive than the men's final. <laughs> For sure. How is that possible? It's weird. It's weird. Men are superior. Um, Did I mean, Maria just, play, by the way? Maria who? <laughs> Your old flame. Old flame. You got that right, sister. I thought she was supposed to make her comeback in the tournament. She got beat by... Uh, she was up... Was she up 
four one or four love. She was just kicking the shit out of uh, Garcia, Caroline oh, Garcia. That's right. And then she, she lost. Had to play her first. She lost in three sets. Yep. She was a wild card. Can you offer me a, a BN subscription as a podcaster? There's a BN sighting. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it on BN. It that's was fantastic. Why I can't see it any of it. I'm telling you, I'm, um, BN should. Uh, I'll tell you one disappointment. Sloane Stevens. That was a bummer. She got the hell kicked out of her by Coco. Um, but there's a lot but of at matches. Least she lost to somebody good, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, a lot of and somebody that you know is comfortable playing against her because they know each other. You know, right. they they co- probably came up through the American ranks together to some degree. I mean, I'm, I'm well, I think that's that classic matchup where if Coco's on, Sloan probably isn't winning that. She can't handle. And then the if pace, Coco's yeah. off, Sloan can just grind her down. Yeah. You well, but Sloan's clay, a little bit of a big hitter too, though. Yeah, so. you would think on clay, Sloan would have a better chance actually. Who knows? Um, yeah. So overall, I just think the, the 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 sets were the matches were closer, more entertaining. I didn't watch every single match. Being only is on so long, <laughs> um, but I caught a fair amount of them, and and uh, the quality was just as we have talked about a million times. The quality was better. Well, and I and as I said, I don't have BN, but I will say the one thing I love about Tennis Channel is you can turn that on any time of day and you're going to be seeing a match from that tournament so like i feel like i think they showed nadal's match three times today four times i mean so you can you turn it on and you know you're going to get catch the match at some point right which is what i like i don't, I don't want right. to set my alarm for 7 a.m or 9 a.m when they're in you know europe yeah and especially when they maybe only have the rights to one tournament <laughs> that's well, all they've got well, they're, and like, they're like the only network that seems to have figured out like hey maybe i don't want to see the score on the bottom of the screen of the match i'm actually watching right like <laughs> espn oh my god jackasses. every everything you watch on espn if it's not live you can see the score at the bottom right even in right. highlights yeah i'm like yeah let me watch the highlights of the yeah, game tape a piece of cardboard over the bottom of your tv <laughs> um so tennis channel is really good about not ruining anything which to me is is you know smart but Seems like common sense, but whatever. I don't think anybody puts a lot of thought into tennis except <laughs> Tennis Channel. And well, they have their flaws. For the love of Pete, they have their flaws. But still, at least they're dedicated to us. Well, I think they realize that most people aren't waking up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday to watch a Barcelona final. True. So they're probably watching it the second time or the third time. And if they're not really hardcore fans, they haven't looked up the results. So they want to watch it as if they don't know. Yeah. But even Europe, I mean, what a reasonable, reasonable time, you know, yeah, <laughs> compared right. to like Australia oh, or yeah. Asia. It's like, holy hell, I don't even know what year it is when I'm watching <laughs> these matches. Um, so it's much more reasonable uh, watching these European tournaments. Um, any thought? Did you? So you really didn't see any of the women's because you're anti-woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are you anti-soccer <laughs> channels? Anti-BN. Yeah. I they, mean, for the amount I pay in my bill, I should have BN. I'll put it that way. Yeah, you should have BN commentators come to your house and <laughs> do the match live in your living room. Yeah, yeah I don't, uh, I don't understand, but I'm sure at some point, Directv will add it in, or I'll have to. Just As it gains popularity, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a soccer, pretty soccer heavy network. Well, what will be interesting is when they have Madrid. If the men will be on Tennis Channel, the women will be on BN, or it'll be on the, all the Tennis Channel because it's a mixed tournament. I think it, I bet you it'll be mixed. I think they did one time, which just goes to show you it's not sexism; it's the WTA making shitty deals. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, or or maybe not. Again, you know, we're a an American tennis centric podcast because we're American tennis centric. Um, but as far as we are concerned, our viewing public in the U.S., um. There may be some cable company that has BN higher than Tennis Channel on the listing, right? But I can't imagine it's it's many, <laughs> if not if, if probably none, really. Well, this is kind of a similar situation. Did you see the big sport that just uh, got to Saudi Arabia for the first time ever? What? WWE. Oh God! So they have a ten-year, tens of millions dollar contract to be on Saudi Arabia, meaning so they got a lot of money to do it, kind of like the WTA probably did for their network, but. You know who's watching it. That's the thing. People in Saudi Arabia. So that's the thing. Are you getting more money? Are you are you improving your brand or not by doing that? Is the question. Um, like if WTA makes ten million dollars extra on TV rights this year, but then half as many people watch. What's better? Hmm. Well, if if we're not growing, and we're you know, then I guess they don't put as much stock into coming over here. Well, and at the same time, you've got boxing matches that go on pay-per-view, and they're watched by 
hundred thousand people, and they make more than if they were on Fox, watched by ten million. Yeah, because they're charging, you know, seventy nine ninety nine right. or whatever. So for them, that model obviously is preferred. How does that happen? I don't get that. I think boxing is dead. Boxing should be on Fox on Saturday night and have commercials like the Super Bowl. And I don't, I don't, I see how they couldn't make more money that way. But or who cares? I thought boxing was dead. Well, it's dead except for like three fights a year. I don't understand. And it. really, like one fight a year, but. Right, and I never know who any of them are. And like, <laughs> when, when, honestly, both the UFC and boxing ha- have to resort to sideshows by having one of each fight each other. Well, I'm kind of, and this is not a disparity on our sport, although it kind of is, but I feel like tennis is getting that way. It's like we're waiting till the Open to see Nadal and Federer. They're not going to play each other all year. Yeah, but at least they play the same sport. It's not like a badminton yeah, yeah, yeah. player. Badminton players playing, you know, a paddle <laughs> sport. What do you call that? Paddle ball? Pickleball, paddle ball, yeah. There's a uh, paddle. There's By the way, I don't know what percentage of listeners that may or may not have listening parties are actual <laughs> tennis-only people or the pickleball, paddleball people, but there's a lot of people on the Facebook fan page that are that other, whatever that other stuff is. Well, pickleball is, is gaining popularity for sure. Yeah, and um, am I wrong to say that bothers me? It annoys me? Uh, what annoys me is that it's the fastest growing sport in the America when it's like, when you're going from zero, of course you're the fastest growing. Yeah, it, that annoys me that they think that's a stat that matters. Right. Nobody has ever heard of your sport ever, <laughs> and now you're taking over tennis courts and and painting, changing the lines and yeah. making whatever your goofy size court is. And have you heard the sound of a paddle ball racket hitting a paddle ball? I've had because there were two people came and hit next to my tennis drill oh, a yeah, few months yeah. ago. And um, I instituted a new rule right then and there that you can't practice pickleball on the tennis courts <laughs> because it was extremely obnoxious. Well, there goes ten of our listeners. <laughs> Sorry, paddleball. I'm just kidding. You have more people than that. You're the fastest growing sport. We've got millions more behind them. Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 it was funny you asked. You brought this up because somebody just asked me when I was on the phone today if I had played pickleball, and I said yes. You know, I've played it. I would say it's kind of glorified ping pong. <laughs> And I like ping pong. Ping pong's fun to play, and I, you know, but I would never dedicate time to improving my ping pong game or developing or competing in tournaments or any of that. Well, I don't want to piss any of them off. I mean, I don't, I don't really care that much, but we are the preeminent, premier, alpha, pinnacle racket <laughs> sport. Am I wrong? Uh no, I think that's pretty should be pretty easy to say we are. And do you count ping pong as a racket sport? Because I I would say badminton, racquetball, squash, tennis. What else is there? That's about it. Like quote, you said, unless you're getting the really quote unquote real tennis. <laughs> no no no, that's a thing. Yeah, you're aware, right? Mm, no, huh? Yeah, you know real tennis. Where the the kind of the precursor to tennis where they played real tennis so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yes i believe me (laughs) i coached you um no you you've got uh like an indoor situation with you know no i never heard of this are you kidding me i have not oh my god i live in the south we don't have indoor tennis here well it's not indoor tennis it's called real tennis and it's it's a you use rackets and a ball but it's a totally different game the the court uh -uh. doesn't look like a tennis court outside of the fact it's got a net going across the middle Man, tune in next week for the real tennis podcast. Well, I mean that's something. It's a, it's <laughs> a old school like. Well, I knew there was lawn tennis, but it's not the same as that. No, it's yeah. you basically you have there was a uh, no. I was about to say thirty for thirty. ESPN didn't give a shit about tennis. <laughs> it was one of those uh, signature series. It was a three for three. On yeah, the... three for three. <laughs> that's good. Uh, the best joke you've had so far <laughs> in your podcasting career. That's, um, that's not a compliment. Yeah, it was a te- it was a tennis channel that signature series or whatever it was. Uh, about real tennis and uh and yeah it's it you basically have a net in the middle and then the court um you have on the court you have lines going across kind of parallel to the net just you know and i think there's 15 of them on each side wow 15 and i think they serve that's the scoring something i mean i'm spitballing here i mean i i I watched that signature all this time i thought i was playing real tennis and i really wasn't um, and, uh, you can hit off walls. One side of the wall has like a sloped, like 
That's where the gallery, like that would be the rooftop of the gallery where they would sit. Because they do this inside castles and shit. <laughs> or, uh, no, no, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Google. You got Google. Oh, totally. Um, be all over this tonight. We might, that might be your uh, corner next year. I, I could mean, next be, week. I could be number one in Dallas in real tennis. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We're a big city, though. You got to be careful. <laughs> you know, boasting a little I gotta too early. I got to find the, the uh, like I did for Davis Cup, I got to find the city the one, where I can be number one in the real one tennis. city. But speaking of Corey's uh, corner. Uh-oh. What do you got? Talk to me. It better be good. <laughs> oh, geez. No, and You're no. 0 for 1, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you, as I said, you spoiled it earlier, but, you know, I was going to ask the question of what is a better event? Having Nadal destroy everyone, so he's it's an amazing display. He's an incredible player. You know, it's just amazing to see this player win so many matches in a row. Or would it have been a better tournament if he didn't play at all? We would have no idea the outcome. We'd have all these evenly balanced players, but they'd be more mediocre. All right. That's an easy question. I hate to bust your bubble. <laughs> you thought you really had a... No, I'm going to talk you out of it. So that's an easy question. Without Nadal, without question. And here's why. Because as I just stated earlier, were you, li- you probably weren't listening. <laughs> um, they, every player has all of the physical tools. So in terms of what their game looks like day in and day out, match in and match out, it looks wonderful. Right. You know, their ball striking, you know, their technique, strategy sometimes, um, all those things, their speed, their creativity, their athleticism, blah, 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 all of that's great. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't look dramatically different than anybody else. It's just they're soft. But playing against each other, they're not already defeated. Right. They all have records against each other that are close or what have you. So you would go through a tournament because they already, we already have tournaments without Nadal, except they have Nadal. It's called the yeah. bottom half. <laughs> and so you have somebody go through that does well, and then Nadal shows up and it's over. But, you know, most of the tournament is not, you know, Nadal's matches. He only plays, you know, right. one half and, you know, through one quarter. Um, but, and so. But is your argument that it's better? Because those players are still very close to Nadal's skill level? Physically. Okay, so meaning if one player was 5% better, then you wouldn't see that much of a drop-off in the tournament. If one player was 50% better, I'm just curious if that would change your argument at all. I don't know what the hell you mean, but what I'm saying, saying is... Saying if Nadal could beat everybody in the draw 6-0-6-0, right. obviously it's better if he doesn't play. But what if he beats everybody 7-5-7-5? Oh, I see. Yeah, because then you have a compelling... You know, it's path. close enough where he could lose. Yeah, you have a compelling. You know, you're watching his path to the final, and it's compelling. Um, Whereas I would argue, if he wins, regardless, it was it was it was boring because it's well, predictable. Maybe, but think about your emotions when you just said Goffin was up two zero, and you're like this could be the right. oh, <laughs> and it, it happened pretty quickly. It turned around the <laughs> other way, but every time you see somebody, you know, break him early, and then they're up three one or two zero, and you're like, oh. Finally, right. somebody's got their life together, and finally he looks like the 40-year-old he is, and then it's all a failure. Well, but here's my counter-argument. Remember at the end of last year, how we talked about how awful that Masters tournament was when it was Sock and Krajinovic in the finals, and we <laughs> said, God, what a horrible tournament that none of the big four played, and it was awful because, because there were no marquee players in it. Oh, so is Jack Sock... <laughs> <laughs> don't start laughing. I'm serious. <laughs> don't be just me his up. name makes me laugh. Don't. It's not my fault. <laughs> All right, is Jack Sock representative of all the pl- other players we think of when we think of next gen or some of the ones a little bit older than next gen that are pretty good, or is he kind of an outlier? Yeah, I mean, if he is, if he makes a sneaky run to the fourth round, you know. You know, every now and again, you're like, okay, that's right where he belongs. And everybody else is doing their job by going further. Maybe they have a bad week, he has a good week, and here he is. But if if we're looking at him to be the standard bearer for this scenario you're talking about, then yeah, of course. Well, I would rather have Nadal play, right. just play, you know, pick up basketball against all of them and just watch that. Well, and that's sort of what I meant by the question, like, would it be better to have the tournament 20 times and have 20 different winners or have the tournament 20 times and have one winner, the same winner every time. Definitely different. Definitely different because you will get the odd Jack Sock final, but 
But I think by and large, some of these Dimitrov types will start, you know, yeah. in Nishikori. Well, that's Court. what we kept thinking was going to happen, and it hasn't, even when those guys are out. Yeah. Well, and, and, and another basketball analogy. So you had the Bulls won the championship, 91, 92, 93. You and were then Jordan two retired. years old, okay. <laughs> and then Jordan retired, and the Rockets won 94, 95 because yep. he didn't play. And then he came and back. And he came back and won three more in a row. So did those two that they won, were they, I would consider those hollow victories because he didn't play. No, that wasn't their fault he didn't play. I will say this about that. He played... He in, played half of one of those years. Well, yeah, but he also... What I was going to say is he played many years without winning a championship also. Right. And and so I don't... So, yeah, I want to give him credit where credit is due, but I think, I think um, that team was so dominant. Yeah. Oh, he it, definitely had an amazing team. It wasn't so it wasn't I don't know, it wasn't as pitiful as this whole situation. <laughs> it's this I mean this shit is pitiful. Well, what I mean is That's a great word. Let me I'm uh, sorry to interrupt <laughs> you. I do that all the time, but I think <laughs> no, I've got right. a new word for men's tennis. It's pitiful. Well, but what I mean, I guess what I mean by that analogy is were those two years more exciting than the six years that he won? No, because there were a lot of game sevens throughout right. his six runs. Now, a couple of those years, they, they were pushing for, you know, the 70-plus whatever wins, whatever the yeah. record was. They got 74. it at one point or whatever, which obviously the Golden uh, State Warriors broke. Yeah. But there were a lot of game Speaking sevens. Of there were a lot of game sevens, a lot of Hall of Famers that were, you know, whatever – I mean, when he got legitimate opposition, like here's what you're saying. Legit, that's exact. <laughs> yeah, there weren't. It wasn't like they were rolling four zero in every series, and you know, and he's just you know dunking between yeah. his legs, and <laughs> you know. Um, well, and so it's kind of like what I said about the Grand Slams. I have always said I don't care if Federer wins Wimbledon, but can somebody please make it not make it in doubt at some point in the tournament? Right. What is your feeling of that Roddick? final where he missed the backhand volley. I mean, obviously that backhand volley is a big part of it. Sorry, right. Andy. Um, but you think about that tournament, you're like, holy hell, that was a great tournament. And Roger Federer pulled, you know, victory out of a hat right. in that one because you know, Roddick makes that volley, he wins that set, and he's up two sets to none. And with that serve and now he's confident and rolling, I think he gets another one, you know, another grand slam. And so, you look at that and it's like, wow, that was a competitive, compelling, right. you know, and, and like you said, real opposition. It's not like that anymore. It's well, and the pessimistic part of me wants to say about that is that he would have found a way to lose it regardless. <laughs> no, no, sure. But, that's possible. But I know what, you, what you're saying is that would definitely add more intrigue. Even if it all lost the first set in any match on the clay, how exciting is that going to be? Right. When that it, happens. It, we're so starved for not pitiful tennis that you're right. But I don't want to sit through 40 matches <laughs> to get the one where he loses a set. Right. Pitiful. Um, what a great word. Man. <laughs> uh, now I'm hurting myself, patting myself on the back. But uh, I guess that just proves one thing. Andy Roddick <laughs> needs to come back to save men's tennis. thought you were going to say weakest era. But so we have four more weeks of this. What's next? Rome or Madrid? I always, I always lose track. But um, oh, you mean four more weeks of more um, weeks of, clay. of clay? Let's see what is next. Well, we got three two fifties. Yeah, so next week is kind of an off week for a lot of the big. So your guys. favorite scenario where you have three two fifties <laughs> overlapping, and Nadal um, won't play any of them probably. <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, again. I have no idea how to categorize women's tournaments. We have Prague, we have Rabat, and Anning, which I don't know what. I think any of Prague these is the biggest one. Yeah. And believe it or not, guess what? Zheng Zhao is not on the schedule <laughs> in the near future. Um, so kind of an all smaller tournaments, but still, I think, uh, hell, that may be a better place for us to start watching some good tennis anyway because it's Well, that'll, test your, that'll kind of test your theory a little bit. Yeah. So, and, you know, well, I mean, obviously the bigger names maybe not playing, but still, if we see competitive tennis. But again, that's what I mean. It, it's like if I watched competitive guys battle it out and it's, Seven six seven six, and it's like, oh man, this guy really earned it. And then he goes and plays the next week, and Nadal beats him one and one. It's like that tournament meant nothing, right? That's the problem, right? Um, yeah. So I just I, said somebody needs to beat him to add any kind of intrigue. I mean, I'd like to see the odds right now on his French Open win. It's got to be astronomical, one to five, at least, at least. 
He might be the heaviest favorite to win a He's Grand getting, Slam in history. Well, uh, Serena would disagree in <laughs> 1970. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good. What was that accent? That was, I don't know. That was pretty good. That was, that was my uh, tennis Twitter That was great. Accent. <laughs> it's probably what they sound like. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say before you were sexist and didn't acknowledge that women play tennis, uh, I was going to say probably b- getting into Serena territory. Yeah, for some of her matches, first round especially, but uh, but see, even as amazing as Serena is, she has many moments of doubt in her matches. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and Nadal, there there hasn't been a moment of, moment of doubt in a match of his. No, you know, on clay this year. Yeah. Hmm. All right, man. Well, um, remember, like the woman told you in the middle. Check out our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com. dot com. You can find all the pertinent links there. And for the love of all things tennis, please subscribe. You're wearing me out. (laughs) I work too hard to send all this out to remind you. I'm not your mother. Wake up. It's time for school. (laughs) Just subscribe so it just does it. He goes door-to-door with flyers every week. The equivalent, the Facebook equivalent. (laughs) And guess what? I know it wears you out. You don't want to see my dumb things come across your Facebook. Here's what you have to do to listen to my to the podcast. You have to friend me or I have to friend you. Then I have to tell you to like the fan page. <laughs> then from the fan page, I like put my link every week to the thing. But then not everybody looks at every, you know, I guess it rolls or whatever. So other people put stuff up, whatever. Right. So I can't just put it up there once or it's gone. It's yeah. down at the bottom somewhere. So I got to put it up again. And I feel like an asshole. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to bother you. I swear I don't want to bother you. But... You hearing me on this podcast is bother enough. <laughs> I don't want to bother you on your social media, and then I, and then don't even get me started on tweeting. Oh, for lo- I I don't know how to do any of that, but I do, and I know I do that way too much. If you would just subscribe, you lazy. Pe- that, was too, <laughs> that was too much. Just subscribe. It makes your life easier. Yeah. Um, and it just comes right to you, right to you. But where else are you gonna get this blend of tennis and comedy? It's like the only place. And a little singing thrown in for spice <laughs> very little thankfully and we do like women's tennis right now better but there's not a woman on the tour that could beat a man on the tour that's all there's to oh it. man i don't care fireworks there yeah, i don't care i don't care controversy baby. i think we're we're thrilled about the women's french open coming up we're disinterested in i the, think nadal's uh, gonna win that too so i'm gonna cancel my tennis channel subscription and just get bn only why did we think of that already yeah. what are we doing <laughs> let's put our money where our non-sexist mouth is and do that. Just cancel the tennis channel. I'm going to pretend like competitive men's tennis doesn't exist right now because it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> so That's I'll just watch point. women's until until the U.S. Open when everybody's back. Twitter, at 10SREV10SREV. How clever is that? <laughs> First of all, I couldn't fit Tennis Rose Podcast. I don't think it would go that far. I'd give you that many letters. <laughs> and it's too much. So at 10S. Rev. If you're a tennis fan, you know one zero S means tennis. For Pete's sakes, it took me a long time to figure that out, and I'm totally being serious. You're barely a tennis player, so <laughs> I understand that English degree is paying off. Um, Instagram, my favorite, my favorite Insta. What is it again? Tennis Revolution Pod. Pod. Yes, <laughs> Tennis Revolution Pod. I don't know if that's an at. Is that an at? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Go to Instagram. If you It'll have... be the only page you follow with no photos. Maybe. <laughs> it'll the be the best there is with no photos. <laughs> it'll be the best. <laughs> it'll be the best Instagram page you follow with no photos. Right. Um I need to think of an analogy for having <laughs> an Instagram with no photos. What's well, like having a uh, VCR with no VHS tapes. No one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm uh I'm uh what is the word accommodating our older audience. Uh-huh. That one guy? Yeah. Um, Hosting the listening party. <laughs> and playing old VCR. T- By the way, have you ever tried to record? Do you remember? Did you ever record tennis matches on a VCR? Oh, I used to record everything on Holy VCR. Holy hell. I had programs set up every week. It was so like, clearly, if you were using a VCR, that was pre-HD. So already, you don't have an HD TV to see the ball. When they show clips of old tennis matches, you can't see anything. You can't see anything. You know what the hell's going on? And Clay's even worse. Clay's the worst. Play is the worst. And that was before big screen TVs. Not even HD TVs. You didn't have big screen TVs, really. Yeah. So then you try to put it on a, a, a VCR tape, and it's all got squilly. <laughs> what a disaster. I'm surprised tennis survived. Yeah. It's, it actually thrived. That's what's hilarious. 
<laughs> it's actually not hilarious. It's depressing. Um, where was I? I forgot. All my crap. Go to all our stuff. You <laughs> yeah. know where to find us. Um, Corey does not have a Twitter still, do you? I don't, know. God almighty. You're doing nothing for the benefit of this show. I would just be overwhelmed by all the requests. Good point. Uh, yeah, but I just need you to create one to follow us. We have more <laughs> followers. We're not doing too bad in the Twitter follow. So we're we can right. double our followers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know who else follows? My Instagram account follows my Twitter. That's all. I don't so know. we've created all our own followers. Why doesn't somebody do that? I thought you get paid. It's like I a tornado. You got paid per follower. Really? On I, Instagram, I thought you did. I don't know. So That's yeah, weird. why wouldn't somebody just create a bunch of accounts and follow? I think that I think uh, somebody listen, steal that idea. You're, make getting in, you're getting into territory. We sound so stupid right now. <laughs> like we're talking like elementary level stuff. Yeah, and we've people, lost all our thirty and under audience. Um. All right. So yeah, check us out on all those things. Download the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. You know what I haven't said in a while? Give it the old review, would you? Oh, there you go. But only if you're going to say something good. Nobody. <laughs> listen. First of all, just in general. There's only two people that give two shits about your thoughts. You and your mama. <laughs> and that's a maybe on your mama. He hasn't met my mom, obviously. She so, doesn't listen to me. If you have a bad opinion, keep it to yourself. A good opinion, hey, send it on out there. Um, and do all the stars and whatever kind of stuff they ask you to do. All good stuff. A lie is what I'm asking you really <laughs> to do. That's fine. I see um, I didn't even I guess I didn't even realize you could actually rate podcasts. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because I probably haven't even rated it. You're a jackass. What do they have below one? I don't <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes five stars, four, three, two, one star. One's the minimum. Jack sock. <laughs> Which is like Men's two stars, Cortez. but overrated. <laughs> two stars, but nobody knows why they download it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Jack I hope sock. he gets to number one in the world and we're oh, going to look so, so idiotic. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm saluting an American flag as we speak, Jack Sock. I apologize. You oh. are a fellow countryman. You represent Davis Cup the best of your ability. Yeah, he's going to win Davis Cup probably. I can't I can't see any reality where that happens. <laughs> well, but, they're one match away, right? But we're going to win Fed Cup. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. I think I've said everything I need to say. You got anything to add? Nope. I hope not. <laughs> Why start now? You haven't added anything thus far. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I kid because I care. So, All right. Well, listen. Do all the things we just told you. Spread the word. Tell your friends. And uh, until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. And Nina, I still want you back.